0: A frozen wasteland haunted by the undead and the dying.
1: What is there
0: to do but survive through the graveyard of horrors and a god?
1: group's getting speak with animals right yes okay
2: maybe i'll cast i'll cast a spell and i'll finally be able to communicate with wolf (laughs) or fang or whatever their name is she speaks english (laughs) yeah but can you can you say that we truly communicate with each other
3: We just (laughs) don't really get along i don't even know this bitch
4: we need a therapist we need a family therapist
1: (laughs) all right so welcome to uh tales of bones and ice a horror comedy podcast where Brian tries to try not to kill us too hard, and we try to laugh along the way.
4: <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> uh, you have
1: myself playing Condemned, the Goliath fighter, with a mysterious past and a sick face tattoo.
2: I'm Grim. I play Sukunkana, a Kalistar druid. We're level two, baby! Uh, oh. Uh, oh. I'm going to talk to some animals the next time I see an animal. And, um, uh, yeah. I hope everyone has a great day, podcast world. Killing it. Yeah, you, you know what? You're the one who asked for this. <laughs> so, you know what? Come <laughs> over here and fight me.
4: These a-holes may be stupid, but I'm stupider. I'm Marilyn, and I play Maris, uh, the, uh, resident bad boy golden dragon paladin, golden dragonborn paladin.
3: All right, now, everybody, roll your bones.
2: I already rolled mine because you told me to roll it earlier, and I've just been sitting on this 16 for five minutes.
1: (laughs) Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Ooh,
4: 11.
1: Eight. Yes. Oh, yeah, the
4: person who (laughs) takes Uh! notes and
2: pays attention.
4: (laughs) I took really good notes last time, but there is, I'm not going to lie, there's, like, one sentence here where it says... Feathers, man with Woo and then I don't know if you guys can see this, but it what? literally goes, yeah, it goes, man with shadadu. What the
1: it's-
2: fuck? <laughs> I don't what? Know. I, don't I think know. that was about oh. the arakakra. <laughs> All
1: right, so. This is the perfect time for me to roll low, because for the first time, I took no notes and did not listen to the entire session right before, or at all, actually.
2: You're too busy being cute with your partner.
1: Basically, yeah. (laughs) Um,
3: Too busy being gay!
2: That's my job.
1: I got, yeah, I got a, a it's, I'm, I'm the only person, I'm, I'm the only player whose job isn't to be gay, actually. Yeah, he's the uh. token
2: straight, Brian. Every
3: every podcast needs a straight white man.
2: Don't erase his heterosexuality. There's no heterosexuality erasure here.
1: <laughs> I am here to, just uh, from the man, just to like check in, you know, mm. just to see how it's all progressing.
4: Brian's baiting
1: everyone.
2: He's like, oh. He's watching the, the gay agenda so we can report back to the straights.
1: <laughs> we, like, like we've given up on trying to stop it. We're now just mostly keeping track of it, uh, just like to like make a lava, sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, like
1: like a lava flow. Have they know? added
2: anything to the acronym lately?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah fuck.
2: <laughs> Girl, honestly,
4: we're
1: I running know. out of we're running out of we're running out of space on the business cards at this point. <laughs> we're, concerned. we're
4: running
3: out of letters <laughs> in the alphabet.
4: It came up recently the the alphabet mafia is the new term for like the queer community, <laughs> and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alphabet Mafia.
1: <laughs> so we resumed uh right after the fight with the ice wolves. We set off to go and get to the next uh waypoint because we wanted to put a little distance between ourselves and the wolves before we took a short rest. First thing that happened, Sukunkana so offloaded her skull onto Condemned because that's what marshals are for is carrying things uh she very condescendingly tried to teach Fang how maps work
4: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> bitch i love that
1: <laughs> along the way we encountered what was a appeared to be a for us in the real world but very much not for our characters uh regular wolf and we freed it and it thanked us in common which made Sukunkana's day. So then we went out, had a short rest, uh, Condemned went off, and did what I believe the rest of the group has interpreted to be weird swordman things, I think was the term. He was
3: practicing veganism. Yes, right, that's, what it, was. that's
1: it. <laughs> it. was practicing veganism.
4: You can hear my confusion about my own statement when I was like, huh didn't know he was a vegan, and I'm like, why the <laughs> fuck did I, why? <laughs> <laughs> Who told
1: and you and about vegetables? Who told you about vegetables? It
2: certainly wasn't Sugungana. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why do I hate vegans? Anyway.
1: But yeah, so he we went out, did some contemplation, came back, and the aura of, like, kind of weirdness that he'd had seemed to have worn off a little bit. We trekked a bit further, made camp. Maris attempted to teach Sukunkana how to have watch. This did not involve either of them making perception checks, so you guys (laughs) be the judge. (laughs) Finally, when we were all asleep at the same time, we had the D&D shared dream experience where we woke up in an inn in what appeared to be a more classical D&D setting, which we are assuming is before the big freeze. Spent way too long dicking around before going up the stairs that Brian desperately <laughs> wanted us to go up
4: yeah we were like how about we do everything else except for yeah. go where you need us to go
1: so we went up the stairs uh there was four doorways uh three of them had a symbol that was representative to each of us sukun kana was the first to go through after uh commenting on the fact that condemned sweet face tattoo was a-, a label because he murdered somebody <laughs> And then she got super awkward and decided that whatever was through the door was better than sticking around for this. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it. Her conversation was where she met her Cory, who is like six and a half feet tall, basically said that she wants to try and reverse what was done to the big freeze. I can't remember what the Cory's yeah,
2: name is. Yeah, fix the world. It's Maha.
1: Condemned went through his door and he spoke to a teacher from his past called Femur Shaper who he expressed some regret for, and she expressed some hope that basically he was a hopeless shit before, but he might be a shit with some promise to get to be less of a shit later, which hits very deep for me as a human being, cause that's my life story. <laughs> <laughs> Maris was third. They spoke with uh, their departed grandfather and had a very tearful conversation that was a stark contrast of like, actual decent dramatic and serious tone after uh grim's like window screen pausing while talking to her cory and my out of character joke about my mentor's blindness <laughs> so all right then we woke up and there is something coming and fang wants us to go because we overslept by like three hours
2: that's how it ended
1: yeah yeah. Honestly,
2: Fang's a bro for like hanging out for those three hours instead of just leaving us chuckle buddies in the tent.
3: Chuckle buddies yeah. in the tent!
1: <laughs> Fang remembers what happened the last time that she wandered around without someone to hold That's her. That's true, hand. she would
2: have gotten lost
1: immediately. Chuckle buddies.
2: I didn't want to do a curse! You're allowed
1: to curse!
3: This isn't your
2: show! I didn't want show. to do a curse!
3: <laughs> well, fuck you! opening the, the tent and yelling at all of you, come on, you guys have overslept, we gotta go, now! You can, as, you, as the three of you sort of awaken from your uh, uh, slumber, you can all feel that there's uh, a rumbling on the ground and there seems to be some sort of aggressive sort of vibrations that are, are moving all the stuff around in your tent and you have to, you have to pack up as fast as possible like get the fuck out of Dodge, but you cannot see what it is, but you can hear many different large footsteps that seem to be walking across the way, seemingly getting louder and louder.
1: Cool. Uh, This feels like time for a nature check. I mean, you can do a nature check, sure. Or could I do survival, maybe, if this is something that uh, condemned might have encountered or heard of?
3: Uh, History would be a better way to go about that one
1: lame okay that's <laughs> like very fair yeah. but. i
3: don't want to do it though. that is bullshit and fair
1: okay <laughs> how dare you make this fair ruling all right well two so no idea you cannot recall if
3: anything like this has occurred in your past or otherwise or that you've heard of all right you guys are still all in the tent, by the way.
2: Did Fang have the foresight to at least pack some of our stuff while waiting? <laughs>
3: uh, yes. Okay, great. The things that are not packed are your bedrolls and the tent. But okay. as as they are t- telling you, like, come on, we gotta get the hell out of here! You can just see her shooting arrows off to the l- right side of the tent.
2: So it kind of puts on all of our layers as quickly as possible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, condemned gets up and exits the tent and begins packing. Are you
3: adventurers that wear their armor to sleep, or are you prefer like do you prefer a little comfort when you're trying to sleep?
1: I wear mine to sleep
4: because Grandpapa t- told me to be wary on the road. That sounds
2: uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> I believe I I believe that I asked on episode one or two, and it was confirmed that we're just sleeping in our armor generally. Okay.
3: I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to double check. You
4: can remember? You can remember anything we've already talked about?
1: <laughs> I definitely remember things that involve how fucked I am if we're ambushed in the middle of the night. Yeah. Good call.
3: Uh, so as you step out of the tent and you take a look to the right, you can see a a gigantic, humongous, long, sort of orange and black colored. The hard, the, the difficult and easy way to say it is that it looks like a long disfigured finger that has lots of different polyps on the bottom that are walking it forward and they're going to demolish the tent pretty quickly.
4: Is it like the same hand that was in the tavern from our dreams?
3: It's it's only finger shaped. It's not actually a finger.
4: So it's like a cucumber. <laughs> Why is it gotta be a finger?
3: You know what? You're right. You know what a
1: cucumber is.
4: <laughs> I've seen it's one. that
1: thing that those fucking vegans eat. <laughs> God, fucking vegans.
4: <laughs> <laughs> gonna turn to
2: candor and be like,
4: uh, I I assume that you can take care of that.
3: <laughs> you haven't even come out of the tent yet.
2: Sukhanka is running, by the way. As soon as she saw that, she ran immediately. She like ditched. She ditched anything that was left in the tent. The bed rolls, the tent, whatever, and she just ran because she's like, we don't have fucking time for this, and she's running.
4: Yeah,
1: if there's no time to pack up the tent, then condemned would be uh, running as well.
4: If fuck the tent, yeah. What can I what can I grab in the in, in time?
1: Uh, give me a perception check real quick. <sighs> I don't. Not good
3: at it.
1: Condemned would have grabbed his bag, though, from inside. Yeah,
2: like, she would have grabbed her bag. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a
3: one. Can't see anything. You don't know where anything is. Yeah, I'll leave leave it all. You just grab your bag and you run out of that room. That's fair. That does feel on brand. As the three of you run out, Fang just looks at all of you like, you... And she runs back into the tent and she is rummaging around while the three of you
1: run well
2: what what did she fucking she told us to run what the fuck did she want from us
1: yeah this is what we uh, this is what we call Darwin
4: Ugh, I'm gonna run back and I'm gonna go you're giving us mixed
3: signals
1: just grab your bedrolls
2: oh for fuck's sake
1: <laughs> and
3: she grabs two bedrolls and she runs out and since uh, Sukunkana ran super far away probably super fast mm-hmm. uh, and did Condemned follow along with her or did you stick around the tent area
1: Okay, well, when you did that, I was under the impression, and I'm going to say the condemned was under the impression that when you said so when you said that it's about to crush the yeah, tent
2: Yeah, I thought it was like right at that second going to crush the tent, there was no time to do anything. Yeah, that
1: was so my impression, and I'll say the condemned's impression for the sake of continuing, continuity was that it was like seconds away. This oh. is kind of like you yeah. look out and there is an avalanche coming towards you mm-hmm. style. That's what I thought. As opposed to it's going to in like 30 seconds to a minute.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's that's my bad. I should have been okay. more descriptive. But also, like, I like I just ran with Sukunkana just, like, booking it out of this bitch as fast as possible.
2: I thought it was, like, you know, it was about to crush us at the second. Like, you're underneath Godzilla's foot, and you need to go now.
4: And in this moment, Brian realized he was Fang, and we were really <laughs> defensive and angry. <laughs> for really no, no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! See,
3: here's, here's it makes sense, though, for Sukunkana to run the way that she did. Mm, yeah. Like, regardless much. of how close it is.
2: She's thoroughly aware of the fact that she will die. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, Condemned's tent is attached to his bag, and I think it makes sense for Condemned to look up at immediate danger approaching and being like, I would rather have an extra 30 seconds of distance between me and this. Then if I get to sleep moderately more comfortably tonight.
3: Maris, you run back inside to help Fang?
4: Yeah. Is there any chance that I can also just kind of like grab the tent and just like drag it behind me like a baby with a big blankie? Or is it like staked in?
3: So I'm going to say do me a strength or an athletics check.
4: Uh, I got a 12. 8 plus 4.
3: Okay, do you just start trying to pull this thing when Fang is inside because you're just, like, panicking, or are you going to wait until she's, like, outside?
4: Well, I was going to wait till she was outside, and then just, like, if I could, just kind of, like, grab it, like, at, like just the tip and see if I could rip it out of the ground.
3: Okay, so you do manage to rip the tent out of the ground, but you don't manage to rip the stakes out, so they are still stuck in, and there's a bit of rips at each corner of the tent. But you do have the tent and the bottom of it and the contents of the tent are inside of it. Oh, shit. So if you want to keep running, you will be able to run, but you'll be running at half speed.
4: I'll do that. I'll do that for a second until I can... in, In case the thing starts getting up on my shit. Okay,
3: so Fang notices that you're struggling and she runs over and she also, like, grabs on. She's like, I get it. Let's go. Come on. Come on. And then she starts dragging it with you as best she can, holding... Now she has the two... Uh, uh, bed rolls that she has in her hands, grabbing onto like the side of the tent, and she's pulling with all her might. And she's much weaker than you are, but you definitely notice that you can run maybe about two thirds the speed of your normal speed with this thing.
4: <laughs> Perfect. Thank, thank you.
3: You can feel the ice underneath all of you is really rumbling uh, deeply, and you can t- look over and you can see that the polyps from the bottom of this thing seem to be crushing the ice with the weight of it. And there's like an innumerable amount of sort of legs and feet that are sort of walking this thing along the frozen tundra at a time. And it doesn't look like it has sort of a intent to destroy anything. It just simply walks along any path that it happens to be
1: on at any given time. Okay.
4: Um, uh, first question, what's a polyps? <laughs> like a boil? Ew.
1: Yeah. Second question. It, so this thing is this thing is approaching is approaching towards us, right?
3: Yeah, it's approaching towards the where the location of where the tent is, or the was.
1: Right. Okay. So are we doing so are we doing the Prometheus school of running away from things, or should we try to run out of its path?
4: Is it doing like a straight shot?
2: We could try running out of its path and see if it's after us, or if it's after like
1: yeah,
2: or if it's just fucking going for a walk, you know. <laughs>
4: It's either smelling the blood in the water or it's just like, you know, going for a walk and oopsie, yeah. I crushed some things. I
2: think if anyone would have that idea, it'd probably be Connie. So if Connie shouted the instructions to Sukunkana, she'd probably do it.
1: Right. I'll say that once uh, Condemned has looked over his shoulder and seen that the creature doesn't look like it might be hunting them specifically, he will shout out, Go to the right! To the right! Get out of its way! And start drifting over to the right and hope that he is correct about that.
2: Hmm. She can kind of will listen and also run to the right without even mm-hmm. looking back. She just trusts you. She just starts running <laughs> to the right, not even looking wow. back.
1: <laughs> really hope that this doesn't kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking might. Like,
4: uh, you had 50-50 chance and you fucked up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I assume that I'm, uh, I'm going to look over at Fang and be like, you
3: heard the big bitch. Let's go. Okay, all right. Uh so she helps drag that in that direction as well.
1: Also is the is this thing catching up to the two of them?
3: Uh it's not quite catching up to them but it definitely is close to the point at which it will about about one turn amount at this point away from where it would have completely crushed everybody.
1: Right, but they're more or less keeping pace ahead of it. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah, just it's it's going to be a photo finish. <laughs> Two-thirds of the pace. So as this thing is is continuing to walk by, the, the two of you sort of barely manage to get just out of the way of this giant thing's feet. Ew. Barely managing to swing the uh, tent just in front of you to preserve what you have left of it as it walks by and does not make any alteration in its path and simply walks forward. <sighs>
4: Okay, now that we're a little bit closer, what does it look like? What's its texture? Does it have a smell? All
3: right, so it smells awful. It is not a kraken. Here, I'll see if I can find a decent image of it. Oh my god, Brian. So, it is basically a starfish with a huge dick. Big, gigantic ass starfish finger. So, that is part of what's called a zombie starfish. They're a phenomenon that happens on the coast of BC, British Columbia, in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, And some starfish will detach parts of their body and send it off to try to make a whole other starfish.
2: Can I do a nature check on it?
3: (laughs) You can, uh, but the way that starfish walk is not, like, they don't, like, move their arms and, like, move themselves around. They have little things on the bottom that walk them around, and you can see that Mm -hmm. what your character would not know, but what you as a person would know, it is walking on those things.
4: I'm getting flashbacks to a couple of months ago when Brian was like, oh, I've been watching so much, like, Nature documentaries. And I was like, oh, I get that. But now I get it. <laughs> Fuck you.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna
4: watch Blue Ocean just to prep myself.
3: Yeah. You
1: were saying you wanted to do nature check?
2: Yeah, maybe Suku kinda knows what yeah. starfish are.
1: Also, if it looks like that and we just got out of the uh the finger or the cucumber part of it, does that mean that there is a wider section behind that we should be getting out of the way? Not
3: with this one. It's just okay. the long bit, the finger looking bit.
1: Okay, Oh. good. All shaft, no bass. Got it.
3: <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, Just
4: how I like it. Is that really what you wanted to say? <laughs> I'm going to go put myself in timeout corner. Yeah. I'll be back in five. I
3: can see the regrets. <laughs> Off she goes to horny jail. Anyway.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a store-bought joke, and then I was like, I don't like that. I don't, I don't, I don't, nothing, no. nothing
3: is good. Okay, what'd it. you get on your nature check?
2: I rolled it in D&D Beyond. Don't you always look at that?
3: Still got to say it out loud. Yeah, nerd. You know, this is an audio medium. We're on a radio.
2: Oh. Look, I forgot. <laughs> okay, I got a twelve.
3: Alright. Uh so you can tell that this is some sort of ancient sea life and it's not something that your Corey Spirit has showed you very often, but it is something that you have seen once a very long time ago. But you don't know the name for it.
2: Okay. Alright. You probably don't know the name for cucumber either. She just she just she just mentally catalogues this information while she's running. <laughs> Says nothing. This information does not help.
3: <laughs> so the-, <laughs>
1: the Yeah, condemned does not stop, but once it is clear that they're out of the thing's path, he does run back to Fang and to Maris, and he kind of loops around behind. Or I guess in front, actually, picks up one end of the tent and then starts running continually away so they are moving faster now.
3: That makes sense. Uh Sukunkana, can you give me a Wisdom plus proficiency roll for your cartography stuff real quick.
1: So it's plus six.
2: I'm just going to press the wisdom save button because it accomplishes the same thing. (laughs) I got a 16.
3: Hey. Uh, You are able to manage to just sort of remember the... The triangulation of where you were versus where you are, so you do not wind up having just run off into the middle of nowhere and having gotten everybody yeah. lost
2: and while while she's thinking about it, can she take out her star map? Uh, which I feel like she would have had like a basic knowledge like fed into her brain in her sleep. <laughs>
3: yeah uh so here you want you want to do a little fun fun stuff with it do you want it to like yeah. appear in your hand like a little little crystal thing
2: yeah like I want. like while she's thinking it she's like okay I need to keep track of where I am how am I gonna do that you know and then we can magic it up yeah
3: you you take a look around and you you, you have a, a moment of clarity and you sort of put your put your put your left hand out and a small crystal forms from the palm of your hand into sort of a diamond shape. Think like the Final Fantasy crystals, you know the the iconic ones that everybody knows about. Uh, and you speak, what's the word for fire again?
2: Um, well, actually, I know the word for stars. Mm. Uh, so she she kind of like like looks at it, and I feel like her eyes like glaze over a second. She says, Akechnurus. Oh, that's Ooh. dope.
0: That's so a cool badass.
3: Word.
2: Thank you, thank you.
3: <laughs> As you say that, a sort of Tony Stark esque field map of the stars in relation to where you are currently standing and what you are currently looking for appears in front of you and you have the innate ability to understand and read where everything is so you can find your way much easier than now than you could before
2: that's so cool cartography so cool hell yeah She's gonna be the she's gonna be the 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 first person of this era to start making star maps that nobody else can read. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and you're gonna make some fake ones just for like the shitty tourists. <laughs>
3: These are moon letters. <laughs>
2: uh, what direction are we running?
3: Uh, so you took off in sort of a northern direction in regards uh, so to she, where you were going before. So
2: she locates um, uh, the the um northern star. Uh, which uh, would obviously be in the star map. And she starts, I guess, running in that direction. I don't know if she knows that's where she needs to go, but she's like, needs a direction to be mm-hmm. running. In.
3: I believe that you were going uh, north anyway. So you guys are able to. Uh, you're just going to keep run, like sprinting, like in fear.
2: Yeah, she's just going to keep running until the thing stops chasing. we well, veered off the path. So yeah. it went past us, right?
1: Yeah, but we are still. We I would imagine that we are probably. Well, Condemned is certainly doing a brisk. Uh, caution jog, he would describe <laughs> it as. Because, yeah, there is absolutely no reason for them to be any closer to this thing than they need to be.
3: Uh, it's called fear jogging. It's a good workout. It's a great
4: way to say yeah. it. Uh, I'm a woman. That is what I call it. Fear jogging. No, no. <laughs> That's too sad. Ooh,
2: too real. Yeah.
3: That's rough.
2: What is the creature doing?
1: Uh, so it's just
3: walking in the same direction it was going.
2: So it's not coming after
3: us?
1: No. Okay. And it's not walking in the direction of Continuance. No, it is
3: simply walking from the east location that you guys were warned to not go mm. to the west location.
4: I, is this why we were warned, I wonder?
1: So we should probably, I wonder if we should now go back and turn that sign around. Nah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll do it on the way back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh.
2: So I think Sukun kind of probably looks back and sees that it's not actively chasing them and is going to uh, sort of like use her arm to like kind of point to further to the right where they can like meet up you know so they can all be in a group again
1: is there like a specific location or are you just indicating that we well,
2: should well no just like she's just she's just going to run like a little more diagonally so that they meet up eventually while still running <laughs>
3: So she's going to zigzag.
2: No. So, like, look. Okay, look. Have you all ever seen a triangle before?
1: <laughs> no, no. We understand. But the thing is that I think we're all... Oh, I see what you mean. Because she was... Uh, because Sukun Kana was out ahead of the rest of the group. Yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. That makes sense. It's because fucking Grim actually has a sense of direction and a map <laughs> inside of her head while the rest of us are just fucking idiots.
2: Yeah, so she's in front okay. so she's gonna run like kind of at a diagonal angle so they're still making distance but so that they can meet up while not yes. stopping because stopping okay. seems like a bad idea
3: makes sense
1: I would ask also I would ask Fang if uh, it appeared if that thing appeared to be heading towards their town but then I realized that she wouldn't know so.
3: Oh, because she's lost. <laughs> she notices a look on your face, but she doesn't pursue it because she's in the, they're in the middle of something else. That's fair. I'm
2: in the middle of something right now. <laughs> kind of is
3: I'm dealing with a problem.
2: So everyone converges eventually.
3: Yeah. I feel like it's not uh too difficult of a thing to convey, so eventually everyone catches up with Sukunkana. Does Sukunkana like stop or do you sort of like just keep like like speed walking?
2: We're still running. We're still running.
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: Like, we're not, we ain't stopping for this thing.
3: Uh, okay, so give me a perception check, everyone. 14.
2: Samesies. Oh oh. Aw. I got 25.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Druids versus Marshalls.
3: Okay. <laughs> the two of you are able to see that uh, you, can, you can feel significantly less vibrations on the ground. I don't necessarily think that you two uh, look around or look back. You're mostly focused on moving forward. Uh, whereas Sukunkana fucking like eagle vision is able to see uh, where this thing is going it's very far away she can tell that it's not going to be turning around anytime soon it's sort of fading into the the mist that you're all pretty comfortable with at this point and it's it's not coming in your direction
2: right
4: I forgot about the mist
2: Sukunkana kind of looks over and she says alright uh, I think we're good I think we're good
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> condemned slows down to a stop
2: Zukin <sighs> so kind is like still poised as if she's ready to start running yeah. though
3: yeah Fang looks over to uh, Maris and says okay I know I didn't give you much in the way of information and that we had to go but it would have not been smart of you to have left your mall inside the tent when we left uh, I was getting bedrolls and I wanted to grab that too I just thought it, it's hard to decide. I made the decision to grab the bedrolls. If we s- freeze to death during the night, there's nothing, there's no fight left. You can always fight with your fists, but you can't always survive a night on the frozen wastes.
4: That
2: is fair.
1: We actually have tents in our bags as well, but yes. Oh yeah. You didn't know that. No, it's...
2: My tent was just the nicest one.
3: Oh, she's very...
1: (laughs) Maybe not anymore. It's
2: ripped now, though. Not anymore, but, like, (laughs) hey, like, tomato, tomato, I mean, we got spares,
3: so... Oh, my God. I was... I I literally didn't think... Like, I thought to myself, I'm like, I wonder if if Grim would think that it's a good idea to pick up, like, a utility, like, thing, like, mending or something. Like, nah, it probably won't come up. (laughs) It probably won't come up.
2: I thought about it.
1: Condemned wants to check on the tent now, actually, to see what it looks like.
3: Okay, give me an investigation check. Sure,
2: I also want to do that because it's my. Ten- I was just going to Who's got thing?
3: proficiency with with investigation?
1: Oh, so my primary is living materials for bones, and then my secondary is textiles. Can I use like instead of investigation? Can I use like proficiency plus wisdom for my professional knowledge of fabrics and shit?
2: Yeah, I think I'm. I'm also. I'm also use textiles as well for cartography because i feel like i feel like textiles because like a lot of it there's no paper in this world because there's no like trees so a lot of it would be like parchment and leather based you know what i mean so
3: both of you are proficient in that so one of you can give the other advantage if you want and uh we're going to cover more of the stuff that they're talking about when we get back to uh thrive i keep forgetting about it
2: I feel like Connie would have more practical skills, so it makes sense for Connie to make the roll and have advantage. That
1: makes sense, particularly for tents. I don't know if Sukunkana Mm. has ever needed to sleep in a tent in her life.
2: No, absolutely not.
1: All right, let's see what we get here. Please be nice to me, blue and white. Okay, uh, so that is 11 plus 3 if I'm using my wisdom, so 14.
3: Uh, So you can tell that it's just the four corners that are ripped, but it's along uh two of the sides are along the seam. So it's going to be like, it'll be pretty easy to fix. But the other two where it's not along the seam, that's going to be more uh trouble to deal with. But, but it's, it's fixable, fixable,
2: which is important because resources are limited. Resources
3: sure are limited.
4: I'm going to turn to Fang and I'm going to say, honestly, you were totally right just to wake us up like whenever you could. Um, I I thought that, you know, I would be better prepared in emergencies, but I guess you don't really know what's what you're gonna do until you do it or don't do it, you know?
3: I, I come out here and it might not seem like it, but I travel from place to place. I, I I survive as best I can and I have a I'm I'm much like you guys, I think, in that my community sends me out to do jobs and I return and it's it's difficult to return when you know you lose someone. Because where I'm from, they don't take kindly to losing resources. And unfortunately, where I'm from, people are a resource.
2: Oh, that's fucked up. I mean, people are resources, though, like in general. Yes. Like, for example, Connie's really, really strong, right? Yes. And being strong is is a good resource, right? I'm not very strong.
3: (laughs) So I'm a bad resource.
2: (laughs) But I can, like, make a fire and she casts Produce Flame. And she's like, and that's resourceful also. Like the thing is like like in theory maybe we could get away without one or the other person but it would be a lot harder right
1: mm. It is the job of each member to contribute to the greater whole it is only natural to see people as resources
4: But whether you're res- you're a resource or not you're still you're not inex- you're not expendable you're still you've got stuff
3: That's exactly the way that they see it which is why it's going to be difficult for me to return because uh resources are not expendable, but i have to go back
1: precisely
2: well it's not like you killed them did you i did not yeah did you kill him oh okay
1: inside
4: i want to see if there's a tattoo
1: yeah
2: everybody inside. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 19 motherfucker spill your secrets uh, she did not kill i got
2: him. six
1: okay mm-hmm.
3: she did not kill them uh as far as you're concerned grim you have no idea this could be a murderer i got a seven uh <laughs> Say, Maris.
1: two of them
3: now. Yeah. Uh,
2: well, while they're talking, Grim starts like like rolling out their bedrolls and collecting stuff and packing it as quickly as she's possible. And she's like, "I don't think we should stick around too long. Uh, we don't know if that thing's gonna loop back or not, so we should get going." Good
1: call.
4: That's a really good call. Yeah. Let's uh. I don't mean to say so shockingly. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a, a good idea. Become this child. Man, I am. I am teaching this baby well. Yeah, <laughs> so we should have more sleepovers, you and I. No. Absolutely.
3: All right, let's uh, let's let's get out of here then. Sukunkana, do you know where you're going?
2: Uh, su- Sukunkana, uh, she says absolutely, and she gets out her star map and makes the the holographic star <laughs> star projection. Fuck, that's cool.
1: Did you have that before?
2: <laughs> no. Uh,
3: Fang's eyes widen like, <laughs> what the
2: fuck? What is that? And she turns to she turns to Maris and she says, remember when I was trying to describe the. Akishnuhus, the stars. When we were having our sleepover,
4: yes, I don't, Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn doesn't remember, but Maris, I'm sure.
2: Uh, it was only <laughs> yesterday.
4: <laughs> what? What do you mean? Twas only a night ago.
2: Um. And <laughs> so she says, "This, this is them. This is the stars. It's just the Akishnuhus. <gasps> They're," and she points up at the the clouds of in the sky, and she's like, "They're up there," and this is ex- exactly where they are but here the, are those,
4: those a are... giant
3: ice monster comes out of the ground and kills grim before she can see the stars <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> god, Kunkana, god damn it
4: no you, you in real life you die you die in real life. i'll get this we'll recast oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, maris is gonna put her face like really close to those stars and just be like whoa so those are those up those are right now happening
2: yeah these are these are the ones that are this is the position of the stars that are above us right now um that remember i told you they're like they're like giant burning fires in the sky that are a million billion like 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 I don't know, what what kind of fantasy unit of measure are we using? Parsecs? No, it starts counting on <laughs> her fingers. Think,
3: what's what's the, the nautical term?
2: Yolms?
3: Yeah, uh, leagues. Because you sort of, you, you clicks and leagues. Nautical miles. But they're
2: thousands of millions of billions of leagues away. And they're out there and they're burning and they have been forever. And now we can, now I can see them. And, and with this, and she points at them, she's like, you see this one? This is the North Star. This star is always going to be um, to the north of us. So using this, we'll always know what direction we're going, and so I can always find where we are, even if we don't have any landmarks. I mean, in theory. <laughs> I've never done it before.
4: You are very handy. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah! Talk about resourceful, right?
3: Damn, <laughs> talk about resources. Fang, am I right? <laughs> uh, Fang is, like, fucking, like, Jaw on the floor, shocked at what's going on I, I um i I've never seen
1: anything like it before. That's
2: no one has <laughs> except me.
3: see
1: this is benefit of having Vich
3: and Fang she's not crazy. I feel crazy right now.
2: Yes <laughs> would you call me?
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh sukan kind is going to write herself and try to figure out how to get them back on track of where they were going to continue It
3: is surprisingly easy. excellent because we took a slight right. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you, you, you look at the map and you have it out and you sort of uh, take a second to really uh, reorient yourself. It's, it's a lot easier than you thought it would be and you manage to walk yourself back onto the exact same path that you were on walking, walking on before using the triangulation of where you ran from to where you are to where you're going and you're able to continue back on your pathway. So i
2: kind of secretly really good at, like, math. Like, you know what I mean? It just never comes up.
3: Living in that fantasy world where I'm good at math.
2: Yeah, living in that fantasy realm. She's doing, like, calculations in her brain. I'm like, okay, we went to this degree, for, like, this angle for this long. I'm using, I'm using the Pythagorean theorem or something. I don't know.
1: That old wizard Pythagoras. It's what that plus two int gets you.
4: I like that you did fantasy where you're, like, yep. good at math, and I did a self-insert where I'm just... A hot and dumb. <laughs> <laughs>
3: But (laughs) gold. It's pretty much the same, except that this one you have scales and are gold. No,
4: sometimes my feet get really dry.
2: And uh, I would like to note that Sukumkana is also like while walking, making like extensive notes about the position of the stars in relation to where she is on the map, and like trying to improve the map itself because I feel like the maps aren't very accurate because of like how they're landmark based. A lot of
3: them are really off.
2: So she's going to actively use her cartography skill to like like on a different paper write down a more accurate map about where she is in relation to the stars. And, like, like latitude and longitude it up. I don't actually know how cartography works, but she sure does. And in Fantasyland, <laughs> she's figuring it out.
3: You, you could do like uh, uh, Justin McElroy did in fucking uh, Graduation, where he looked up a whole bunch of shit about, like, taxes and accounting. Oh,
4: my because God. Because
3: he was character was taking accounting and tax lessons. So fucking funny. I said, you just look up a shit ton of stuff about cartography. That'd be so funny. Use your Skillshare.
1: Hashtag not spawn.
2: <laughs> Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Find out next time. I feel
1: like normally the maps would be pretty accurate because they just do the, you know, time estimation and day's journey and they'd be very good at mm. figuring that out. But that would probably require a lot of double checking and other things that are very dangerous to do on a frozen sea yeah. ice. So yeah, that tracks. Mm -hmm. Condemned is also looking over his shoulder and he's thinking like, ugh, (laughs) that Outlander background feature is never going to come in use.
4: Yeah, fuck that.
1: (laughs) General knowledge of terrain and settlements, my ass.
3: So what did everybody think about the giant monster? What did all your characters think about the giant wandering uh, finger?
1: So Condemned has never seen anything like it before, right? Yeah. So to be clear... When I say Condemned has never seen anything like it, like obviously he hasn't seen anything specifically like it. But has he seen like or heard of mammoth creatures wandering across the wastes or something in that like Leviathan-esque sphere? You have heard many a rumor of giant
3: beasts wandering the frozen tundra, but you've never come even in close contact with someone who has for themselves seen it as well. Yeah, typically it's it's a story of a story of a story. Uh, so, how do the three of your characters react to these things?
4: Um, Maris is just—I don't think she was really prepared for something of that magnitude and like something that kind of different and out there. Because um, like she would have heard of like obviously dangers and stuff, but it's more generalized. Nothing that like her imagination—I don't think could have come up with something that like specifically like big and weird so she's kind of like oh, what the fuck
1: yeah condemned would have sort of centered himself after the initial shock and he's breaking it down very practically like so the rumors were true about the size i always assumed that they were exaggerated and he's just trying to deal with it that way instead of you know actually unpacking the emotion <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, uh, reminds me of my ex.
1: Reminds me of me. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> sweetie. Uh,
2: so Sukin kind of is taking it as charge. She's like, huh, guess this is normal. <laughs> you know, because she's never, like, experienced or heard anything about the outside world. She's like, jeez, this is really crazy out here. There's, like, yeah, there's, gravy. like, there's, like, zombie cocking. There's, like, giant zombie starfish. Like, she's like,
3: huh. Also, you're a baby. That checks. Uh, okay. Post-adrenaline, can I get a sanity roll? From Maris and from Connie. Oh fuck! How do we do that?
1: I think it's plus two. Oh, I hope it's. You plus roll two. a
3: dice and then you add your sanity modifier. Like a d twenty?
1: Yeah. Yep. I got a plus two, so I got a fifteen.
2: It's a good thing I'm not. Mine's a minus one. I rolled a
3: nine.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, Connie,
3: it's it's super unusual. It's super weird, uh, and you you struggle with it for a moment, but you you realize that like it's. An, it, so much of this is unexplored it's it's not unreasonable and you've heard rumors about this stuff before it it makes sense that there would be potentially giant things and giant dangers along with it unexplainable or otherwise it makes sense to you maris uh you struggle with being able to comprehend the the massive scale of it because it was Larger than anything that you could have possibly imagined. It's like how Grimm looks at whales—they're just like huge. How could that thing exist? These
2: whales aren't real.
3: <laughs> how could this thing exist? Uh, and I'm gonna need you to sit for a minute. And in your in your character's mind, you are stuck on focusing on it, and you, you struggle to imagine even getting around it. It's so large. And in so in doing so. You are just completely silent and unable to move for about a minute as you go into shock. Yeah, I, d- I dropped to I dropped to my knees.
2: So Kim is definitely gonna go over when she notices. <laughs> She's gonna kind of like bend down next to her, and kind of like like, and she says she says very quietly, "I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hand on your back, okay?" Um, and she very gently puts her hand on uh, Marius' back and kind of, like, very slowly, like, reaches out her hand in case Maris wants to hold her hand.
4: Uh,
3: Maris, the feeling of a hand on your back is very shocking to you.
4: Oh, yeah, I- I- just tense. Like, the shoulders just, like, shoulders up to the ears.
1: Condemned is gonna crouch down in front of Maris and be like, hey, listen, we have to go.
2: Okay, okay, she stops touching her.
3: Your ears are filled with the cacophony of the walking feet.
4: All I can hear is, like, the- like, the- like I, I can hear it. It kind of sounds watery. Um, the vision is kind of starting to like go black on the sides. Like it's starting to kind of like focal point just like straight ahead. It's like even if I try to like look to the sides, like I can't. Like I'm just like it's. I'm not doing okay. It's just straight ahead.
2: Sukun is gonna gonna gently whisper Akinoko, and she she mm-hmm. casts like like produce flame. And kind of like hold it close, like not not close enough to burn her, but like just close enough to like warm her up. So like and like like so she can like see the fire, maybe, you know? Because I feel like fire and warmth is something that would generally be very comforting in a frozen wasteland.
3: Maris, can you give me a wisdom saving throw, at advantage because you're getting help from your friend? Uh, Sixteen. Okay, so with the help from Skunkana, giving you the warmth and giving you the comfort, you're able to sort of bring yourself back as you can feel your the blackness that was fading in your vision sort of peel away, and the sound of the roaring, rumbling uh, footsteps have begun to also fade into obscurity as you're, you come back and everybody is surrounding you and doing their best to be comforting to you.
4: I'm going to like kind of blink my eyes and rub my eyes with the heels of my hands. Uh, I'm going to look at the flame that uh, Sukankana produced and just kind of like, stare at that and kind of, like, let that kind of, like, breathe, I think, with, like, kind of, like, the motion of the the flames and just kind of, like, whoo, okay. Okay.
1: Uh, whew. When Kedun sees that Maris is coming back, too, he stands up and sort of, you know, looks out. Uh, but he was very much planning, if that hadn't worked, to just slap them straight across the face <laughs> because...
4: it also probably would have the same effect.
1: <laughs> Goliath culture does not have a lot of time for positive reinforcement
4: <laughs> i'm gonna look up at uh condemned as well and just kind of hold my hand out and just kind of like like with that like the look of just kind of like mm, like almost like shame but also just kind of like please help me out
1: yeah condemned grabs their hand and helps them to their feet gum we must have been make a good time yes
4: yeah sorry sorry guys i don't that was just that felt like a lot to kind of that's that was big
1: <laughs> Biggest oofta.
3: That's not normal? It
1: is somewhat... It is not common. I have heard vague rumors of such things. Oh. I've never witnessed witnessed one of my own.
2: Huh. Well, I bet we're going to see all sorts of crazy things.
1: You sure will.
2: And she starts walking.
1: <laughs> Thousand-yard stare for half a second before he <laughs>
4: follows. I'm just going to... I think I'm going to try to re- like deal with Fang know like just try to like rearrange the tent a little bit to like be able to either drag it or see if we can like
3: pack it up oh well, I'm
2: sure that like they would have packed up the tent and like rolled it up yeah
3: yeah Fang is like doing their best to like pack it up and like roll it up and
2: well I thought we already packed it up we were already walking
3: no I t- I grabbed it by the tip and drug it
2: well, right. no, like, earlier, when we stopped running, I think Suken, k- I said that Suken kind of started packing everything yeah. up. Yeah. Right,
3: I don't listen. Oh, okay. Remember?
2: So, like, there'd be no reason to keep dragging it along. We would have mm-hmm. packed it up and put it away. As
3: funny as that would be.
2: As funny mm-hmm. as it would have been, yeah. No,
3: you packed it wrong, and she unpacks it, and then you packed
1: it again. <laughs> Thanks, Mom.
2: I think Sukan kind of secretly packed more stuff into, into Connie's bag. <laughs> that would actually make sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "Don't worry, I'll pack." And then she puts more stuff in his bag than in nurse.
1: Why do I have three hair brushes?
2: <laughs> I do not have
4: hair. Yeah, yeah. Me and I think me and Con- I think me and Connie are both bald. Yeah.
2: She's got a comb. She's got a hairbrush, and she's got like one of those uh, one of those circular. Oh my god! The,
4: so I have curly hair, and the amount of times as a child that I got those stuck in my hair and had to like get them cut out. Oh
2: my god! I know, right? And the...
4: so,
3: uh, the three of the four of you head on your way, uh, at a much brisker pace than before because Tsukunkana has a newfound confidence with her uh, cartography.
2: She's also, I feel like, probably taking them off of, the like, the usual path <laughs> and taking them on a more, like, direct path that's still safe, as far as she knows. I don't know.
1: Not that the stars tell her where mm-hmm. the monsters are, but...
2: Yeah, not that the stars tell me where the monsters are. Maybe we shouldn't stray from the path too much.
1: This is your call. Yeah, we don't yeah, know.
2: Yeah, I th- I think we should not stray... I think we should... Like, I think... I feel like Suken kind of brings up... She's like, hey, I bet we could get there faster if we go this way, and then I feel like Connie would be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: Condemned, condemned would probably say something to the effect of, if they have charted a certain path, then it is possible that the reason it is not so direct is in order to keep us safe.
2: Oh, uh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to keep going the usual way then.
3: <laughs> so as the four of you continue on the usual way, you meet the regular markers and for the next, I think it was two more days until we got there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are lucky enough to simply not encounter anything before you finally see far off in the distance continuance.
4: <gasps> we see it's like when you're on a road trip and you see like the golden arches of a McDonald's. Yeah.
1: Party, <laughs> and you're just like,
4: Yes.
1: Yeah. I'll go get
3: chicken nuggies nuggies.
2: I feel like this is the same experience as driving through anywhere in Alberta, like mm. between cities, and it's just <laughs> grass and cows and fields for like four hours and then suddenly see is that a house
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> is that a house on the outskirts of town
3: <laughs> you just you know specifically when you're almost to where you're going to because
2: there's anything
3: there's like cows 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 horse cows cows goat <laughs> yeah. surely a goat wouldn't be this far out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just recognize you're like that's harold the goat uh, he yes, is a, from this place over here the Town mascot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> my boy
3: uh so you see continuance uh Fang looks exhausted.
1: So what does Continuance look like? Continuance looks
3: a lot different than Thrive. And uh, Connie, you might have seen places like this. It's much smaller. Mm -hmm. A lot of the buildings are significantly shorter than the ones in Thrive because Thrive has many resources that other places don't have. So many of them are small domes that look pretty basic. There's a few buildings that look a little bit larger, but these look like gathering hubs and medical tents and stuff. And off to the left side from your perspective, so that would be the western part of the city, there looks to be some buildings that have been destroyed. And as you are walking closer and closer, you can see that there are people walking about, and there's many people over in the area where the buildings have been destroyed that are trying to fix it up and repair it. But it doesn't look like there are many strong individuals in that direction.
1: Okay. So it looks like it's relatively recent destruction. Yeah. So Condemned is going to do what he does whenever he comes to a new place. He is going to automatically scan to see if there are any Goliath tribes or if he sees any of the very distinctive silhouettes of the seven foot tall minimum Goliaths wandering about. Uh,
3: Perception check.
1: Uh, That is a 20. Dirty 20.
3: You don't see anyone that tall. Excellent. Anyone slightly shorter? Blots.
4: (laughs) 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 Mm, Makes sense. Yeah.
3: You guys see this place? You see what it looks like? All right. It's pretty flat. It's kind of like looking at like uh, sort of like a middling town in the middle of nowhere uh, in anywhere BC or Alberta or just sort of flat few buildings. It's not large.
2: So there's no like, cause like, like, uh, Thrive has like waves, which is one of the defining features of Thrive. And this place is just flat. This is just
3: This place does not have any waves. Just flat.
1: Right. But that would be the that would be most mm-hmm. places, right?
3: Most places are flat. Okay. Places with waves are yes. uh a big deal. This place is called continuance, right? Yeah. Um but it's smaller than Thrive, right? Yes. 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 Much smaller.
2: Sukun kinda like starts walking and she's like, guess we should continue on
3: <laughs> as she
2: walks into town. <laughs>
4: That was Maris laughing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Condemned just sighs heavily. Condemned will follow, and because Thrive and Continuance are supposed to have halfway decent relations, he is looking both for anyone who might be a Goliath or otherwise problematic, and also for anybody who might just look like, you know, they're there to greet incoming caravans and the like.
2: Sukun kind of uses her mind link, as she always does, to talk to her comrades. And she says, um, so, uh, Kama, uh, Girl do um is pretty sure I should keep the whole like witch stuff on the DL for the most part. I know we wanna like try to figure out what like what is up with like the situation but also there is risk of because you know how cool the like star map is and everything? Um I feel like on the note of valuable resources, not to be like, oh, I'm so special. I'm going to get kidnapped. However,
1: that is fair.
2: I don't think it's a good idea to go talking about how cool of a witch I am.
3: Fang looks at you like, oh, it's good you mentioned that because I was immediately going to start talking about that with everybody. That's it's incredibly unusual.
2: Yeah. So basically, uh, I'm just going to stand silently and not talk to anyone
3: oh do you do you want to hold
4: on to my hand axe and then we can tell people that you're also a like a like a mealy person melee melee
1: maloo
2: i have the muscles to pull it you're off you're like
1: a mealy sort of <laughs> cornbread yeah. person i believe i believe it is fine uh witches are not uncommon however uh, witches of your particular brand if you are telling me is, uh, uncommon? Oh,
4: we can say you're just, like, a paladin apprentice.
2: Uh, I mean, I, like, I mean, I could just be, like, a regular sorcerer. Yes,
1: that's what I mean, regular you know. bitch. Yeah, if you don't want to lie.
2: <laughs> yeah, regular sorcerer, we shouldn't bring up the star stuff, or that other stuff, but just regular sorcerer, you know, like, vanilla sorcerer, you know... Uh, draconic lineage, etc. Yes. Uh,
1: Something basic. <laughs>
2: yes. Um, I don't intend to talk to anyone. I'll even leave the talking to you guys because I feel like I just realized the other day I don't know how to talk to people like out loud very well.
1: But like in theory, you could out loud if you <laughs> need to. In theory,
2: I could, but like I'm not sure how it would go.
1: Condemned thinks about what a crapshoot Uh, Kana's conversations in her. Preferred method are and decides that's probably for the best <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, the history, so just pretend I'm some kind of mysterious silent witch that travels with you sure uh
4: this is this is my mute friend,
2: um you don't know my name my name is a mystery i am just the witch you can just refer to me as the witch
1: i mean we could still call you sukun if we needed to yes (laughs) yeah
4: no we're not supposed to be like we're i think we're trying to divert from the fact that you're witchy
2: well like i'm like regular i'm like regular witch oh i'm like you know like i'm a sorcerer hi
4: this is our mute friend regular witch (laughs) yes please don't ask too many questions (laughs) or try to talk to her too much
2: She won't respond. Yes. <laughs> she
4: won't respond.
1: She may nod. We'll
4: see. Perfect. Okay.
1: You're a natural at this. Awesome.
2: <laughs> anyway, point is, names are good. I'm not going to talk to anyone if I can avoid it. And then, and then we're gonna be, we're gonna be Gucci.
4: So are we going to, are we going to the inn to find Luckyfoot? Is that what, is that where he
2: is? So some kind of adventurers guild?
4: Because <laughs> like, well, I'm just wondering because like, where, she like, it, like, I doubt Fang wants to come with us for our boring shit. She probably wants to go find like a doctor, you know, or like an inn.
3: Fang is gonna try to find a uh, passage to where she's from. Do you guys
4: have good relationships back where you're from? I don't remember what it's called. Discontinuance.
3: I don't remember where she's from.
2: Animal town.
3: Duration. Duration, that's right. Duration.
2: Right, and she's uh, looking kind of like, so like, we're gonna need directions to your town, though. Oh, for animals.
3: I need directions, too, because I've never been here either.
2: Yeah, you need directions for you. Okay. Great. Uh, Suka kind of. Do you think she'd have like an extra map on her person, or like, like I mean, she'd have more cartography tools. So I feel like she could like at least write down like vague directions. Yeah. Do you think that you could like take take a day to like
3: make one? You have enough stuff to give her a copy if she wants to get to Thrive or wherever. One more place.
2: Yeah. She's gonna take out take out an, a map and she like this is a map to Thrive.
1: Oh my god! Whenever we just had this the whole time. Yeah. Well, didn't she though? <laughs> I
2: hate it here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if you would probably have been making a copy of this along the way anyways. Yeah. One for you and one for the community. I guess
1: giving Fang directions and then sending her off would be tantamount to murder, knowing Fang's mm. track record. So,
4: <laughs> we're going to be ending up like back at Thrive where we are. Wait, is it closer is is Dur Dur whatever closer to Thrive than here? Like, is it on the way? Like, can we drop her off?
3: Look, I don't know how far away I am. I have to figure that out from here. So I'll, if I see you guys before you have to leave or I have to leave, mm-hmm. then we can talk about it then. But I, right now, I don't know.
2: Well, here's a map.
3: This is from Continuance to Thrive, right? Yes. Okay. Okay,
2: so what you're going to do... Um, draw a star and then just say, you are here. Ask whoever knows what the hell they're doing if this is on the path, or where it is in relation, because I'm sure, like, if you're traveling with some another cartographer who knows what they're talking about, they're gonna be able to figure it out.
3: Okay, I'll I'll see if I can find someone, maybe a caravan.
2: Also, this will help, because if you ever want to come like, for a visit, like, I'll bring you to dinner. Like, you can, like, you just have to get here, and then go to drive and then we can hang out. You know? Like, I know that, like, we didn't always get along, because, like, because cause you're so prickly. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> because you suck.
2: But like
3: <laughs> she 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 noticeably <laughs> keeps her mouth shut.
4: <laughs>
2: but like we've been through a lot together. You did save us. And I appreciate I appreciate you and I wanted I want to do something nice for you as as a as one person to a little fledgling cartographer like yourself.
3: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh hopefully I do get to see you again before we have to go our separate ways.
4: Well, you should probably take like a minute just to like calm down, take a nap. I heal I'm, up a little I'm, bit.
3: I'm know. going to. Don't don't worry. For sure. I'm gonna be here for probably a couple of days.
4: Cool, cool, cool. Uh well we'll let you know
3: where we're staying if we see you, and then you can let us know where you're staying. So have you guys been talking and walking at the same time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Condemned has been, during this conversation, Condemned has been kind of like scanning over the heads of everybody around him, looking to see if he can see anyone that looks like they might be a community leader or someone in a position of either authority or knowledge that uh, he could, you know, bother, basically.
3: In doing so, you guys eventually reach the, uh, the outer rim of Continuance, and you see a man who's got a very large spear and a shield, and he says, HALT!
1: We halt.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: State your business.
4: Uh, hello. Uh, we come from Thrive. We are here to speak
3: with Luckyfoot. Bill Luckyfoot. Bill Luckyfoot. Ah, you come from Thrive and you look to speak with Bill Luckyfoot. All right.
1: What are your names? Uh, I am
3: Maris
4: Terasad. I
1: am condemned. Uh, I am Nokon Icevert. I am known as Condemned. And the small one. And this is Sukunkana.
2: She waves.
3: Ah, and my name is Fang. The four of you come from out of town. You have these bombastic, fantastic names. My name is Harold. Come inside. Harold? I'll point you in the direction of Bill Luckyfoot.
2: Did he just say his name was Harold? Yeah. Another Harold! Oh my god! (laughs) Perfect. kind is visibly freaking out. She's like, she's like, she's like gesturing wildly at him and then to, the, then to her friends and then at him. And in her mind, she's mind linking to you guys, like, loudly being like, there's another Harold here! <laughs> there's another Harold, you guys! Harold,
4: my mute friend and my tall friend and my furry friend and I just want you to know that Harold is just as bombastic as any name.
1: Yeah, we're so, we're sorry. The GM didn't tell us that we were using standard English names for our conventions.
3: There is no like name convention. What what color are your eyes, Harold? <laughs> are they are they fantastical? <laughs> <laughs> I want to understand who's this other Harold. I'm forgetting who this other Harold is.
4: Did we say there's a Harold in every town, like Nurse Jenny?
2: Wasn't there another Harold in Thrive?
1: Oh no, that was Howard. That was yeah. Howard. Oh. Howard. Oh. Oh. You know what, Harold? Harold could be a better name.
2: Harold and Howard are the same. Like like kind of just legitimately doesn't remember anyone's name, and she's like H. <laughs> 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 and everybody else is like, "What the hell yeah. is she going yeah. on huh? about?"
3: <laughs> uh, so Howard said so he he takes his spear and he puts down his shield by his side and he points towards uh the center of town and says, go in there. You will find what you're looking for.
1: So he just pointed towards the town. Got it. All right. The
3: middle of town. Yeah. Yeah. Great.
1: But like, that's just great. Yeah. Okay. Go more in yeah.
2: town. Thanks for Thank directions. This
1: place
3: is like, so not large that you can literally like, you can see the center of town from where you're standing. And so you walk. Yeah.
2: And so we walk.
3: Uh, Once you get in a little bit closer, you see a, uh, a woman who is just fucking jacked as shit she's huge rippling bulging muscles she's got uh uh the knife ears of a woman who is elven in lineage and she is tall and strong and she's moving lots of different pieces of bone and leather from one area onto a cart that they have and she how turns around she how old does she look
4: how old does she look
3: well she's an elf human so years. she in human years she looks about mm. 33
1: hmm it's like 400. Yeah, guys. so she's like um,
3: 780 years old or some shit. You know? I spit like on my hand and shine my scalp. Yeah. It
2: immediately freezes.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, It doesn't even, like, you just sort of, like, spit in your hand and just, like, smash. It's like... to give you, like, a
2: sparkly effect <laughs> because of the, the, the spit ice crystals sparkle around you. Well, Hell yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, would you hap- Would you happen to be Bill Luckyfoot? No, I'm not Bill Luckyfoot. I'm Jewel Well, I don't know what a Luckyfoot looks like.
4: Uh, any any relation to... (sighs)
1: Sorry, sorry.
3: We had... we... we... we lost some people recently. My name is Jewel. I'm working on the reconstruction efforts on the west side of town. We, We lost some buildings and we lost some people. I'm just... I'm just a bit busy and I'm just a bit stressed out. You guys are looking for Bill Luckyfoot? Uh, I... I can point you in the direction of him... I would really, really appreciate if you guys would help out. I know that you just got here. I know you're probably tired, but I could really, really use some travelers to help out with moving some of the materials we need from uh, the center of town off to the western side to help rebuild those buildings. I'm going to straighten my shoulders and stand up.
2: (laughs) Uh, Sukin kind of uh, silently, silently walks over to Jewel, like without saying anything, with no prompting, mm-hmm. and just kind of touches her arm gently and looks into Jewel's eyes and casts guidance and be like, "This is the extent of my
1: physical
3: ability." <laughs> <laughs> she just sort of feels like a little like, like, oh, okay, all right, all right, uh,
1: uh, okay. We should we should speak to Bill Luckyfoot first, but of course, I know I would be. More than happy to assist with this issue. Okay. Since part of our job is to improve mm-hmm. relations.
4: So, Jewel, if we if we need to find you after we talk to Bill, uh, do you have an address? Does anyone else live there? Are you by yourself? <laughs> do you have a husband or a wife? Would you like to? This is yeah.
3: irrelevant information. You don't understand. Oh, never forget. Okay. I'm just going to keep working. Bill's house is over there, and she points to uh, the northeastern side of town.
4: Hard to get. Okay. Well... You you remember us.
3: Roll an inside check. Fuck
2: yeah. Sukin kind is gonna like mind link Tamaris and be like, look, maybe she'll be impressed when she like sees how strong you are, you know? Like flex those abs while you're helping her build mm. her new house that you'll maybe live in, right?
4: Mm. I'm gonna like do I'm gonna do the thing where I just kind of like like stretch up, put my hands behind my neck and just kind of like ooh, like kind of like bend over a little bit, just kind of like ripple. Oh my
3: God. I rolled a 15. She's not looking at you, oh but you can see you, she's just annoyed at the question. Like, how could you possibly ask me if I have a partner right
1: now? That's not important stuff.
2: Yeah, I guess like they just, they like, she did just say they lost a bunch of people. Maybe her partner fucking died.
1: <laughs> Maris's, Maris's energy right now with that stretch though is very much that thing like, hey baby, see my beach ball? It's about- mm-hmm. This yeah. big, this round <laughs> might have gone that away. Exactly.
0: <laughs>
1: <gasps> Shredded. <laughs> yeah. Baby,
3: just you wait till we find a beach. She is gone now. She's taking her cart and she's pushing stuff away. So you're just saying, "Baby," to no one.
4: <laughs> baby. baby
1: oh. I assume we are walking to Bill Lockyputz's house at this point.
3: Uh, I don't well at least it sounds like at least two of you are one of you is staring at this muscle elf
2: that I would be
1: thirstingly con- condemned is gonna put a big ass hand on uh Maris's shoulder and kind of tug them along.
2: Sukun Kana is like kind of like, and like, like, child, like wandering around curiously, staring at all the different buildings and staring openly at the people and wandering around. (laughs) Generally, probably being kind of annoying to the people (laughs) that she's getting in the way of.
1: Uh, Yeah, you get a lot of looks. Condemned is not getting outside of like arm's reach of Sukun (laughs) Kana. And there's like a very small amount of visible tension on his face, which for him is a massive amount of emotion as he's clearly very. positive that someone is just going to steal the chieftain's daughter Mm -hmm. (laughs) so as the three of you make your way
3: to bill luckyfoot's house uh he steps outside and he looks like he's in a bit of a rush he's like oh oh oh, travelers hello uh greetings um
1: what's his race uh, he's a halfling not that it matters
3: not
2: that it matters i don't see color
3: (laughs) yeah i don't see height (laughs) uh he's pretty tall for a halfling but he's still a halfling uh, oh, 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 uh hello. Uh, sorry, uh, we, we're dealing with a lot right now. Um,
2: so can kind of stares aggressively at, like, she, like, crouches down and, like, looks at his feet. They're hairy. They're both there.
3: Yeah, they're both there. Do they look the same?
2: She nods, she nods knowingly and stoically without saying a word and then stands back up. What is,
1: what is wrong with her? Is he barefoot on the ice?
4: Maris elbows her and kind of nods over and just, like, <laughs> right.
1: Uh, so he is
3: not barefoot on the ice. He has... uh small leather uh like they're basically like sandals but they're like pretty thick sandals but are he's his got feet like
2: black from frostbite
3: uh no they are not
2: they ought to be <laughs> they're sandals so
3: he he's like i'm oh, sorry uh that's it's a lot right now to have new visitors come in uh i'm bill luckyfoot i'm the i i run uh, the the community uh how can i how can i help you uh you i i clearly don't know you are you from where are you from Hi, we're,
4: uh, we're from Thrive. Oh, from Thrive, of course. Uh, Maris, yeah, Maris, Connie, or sorry, Condemned, uh... Ah, yes, of course. Sook We're, we, we've been sent here to, to talk, to help. What, what happened here? You guys uh, seem like... It
3: was, we recently had a, uh, a swarm of roving undead. They, they came by and they, they took a large part of the town, and for the most part, we were able to, to redirect them with, uh, some 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 fresh meat unfortunately it was from those that they had recently killed we just moved it to a different area and we were able to push them out in that direction and in them walking and attacking in the swarm that they did we lost many people but we also lost uh, some buildings and it's it's just it's you know, you know you know how it is right yeah um we're we're not quite as well protected as, as you are but it's it, we, we make it work. Okay, you
4: make it work. How long ago was this that they're here?
3: It was a a few days. Give me a intelligence check.
2: Can I make one too? Yeah. Like just just intelligence.
3: Just a how smart are you check? I'm
2: like D and D Beyond. It looks like it's like
4: two slash eighteen, but it gave me eighteen, so I'm gonna say eighteen. I got twenty.
3: You guys fucking killed it with this one. So. Connie, you're not quite up on it, you just sort of like you like that makes sense, like undead come by and walk around uh but Sukukana and Maris, you two are able to sort of maybe get a guess that the undead that you fought a few days ago might have been uh sort of strays from this roving undead that are walking a large group.
2: was it undead wolves or was it undead people?
3: are you asking this?
2: I I I grim as a human being, but also Sukun kind probably like like mind links to one of the others. Like, mm-hmm. hey, ask if it was some kakin or a person.
1: <laughs> uh, were these ice thralls that moved through? Yes,
3: they were. They were. They were the. Mm. They were the, the the walk. The the human ones. The the walking mm. ones.
2: I wanted to ask. Uh, is what is the what are the building a what are the building made of? B What do they look like? And what do the interiors look like?
3: Uh, you haven't been into the interior of any of the buildings yet, but uh,
2: well, what does the outside the of the exterior building
3: like? of the buildings? They are dome-like, and they are made of uh, bone that has been tied together with twine of sorts.
2: Okay, is it still like pit house?
3: Style? Uh, it doesn't look like it's pit house style. It doesn't look like it digs into the ice. It mostly, from what you can tell, it's sort of more like igloo esque.
2: So it's like igloo but bones. Yeah. Okay. It'd make more sense if it was just igloo, but okay.
3: Well, it's because uh, they 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 use the uh, again. There's lots of trading that goes on, but also they use a lot of the uh, materials on the ground as well, so that they aren't lying right on ice. So it's sort of like like if you could pick it up, it would also like hang from the bottom. It's one big full structure. Uh, so, I remember you you mentioned that uh, you're from Thrive. I I know that's a that's a it's a it's very helpful. Um, would if it's not too much to ask, would you be able to help out with the rebuilding? I... Sure. It's it's a it's it's a big ask, because I know that it's not always safe, and it's, it's uh... This isn't where you're from, but it would be a big deal, because a lot of the people who we, uh... who were strong, we lost,
1: uh... in the undead attack.
4: What if we said no? Yeah. <laughs> what about
3: fuck him?
1: We would be more than happy to assist you with this task, uh... If you would be so kind as to provide us with perhaps some uh, lodging and perhaps some food, such as you can spare, in the uh, while while we are here,
3: of course, of course, you're the the big sisters from Thrive. Of course, we'll be able to we'll give you everything that we we can.
2: Uh, Sukun Kana, can I uh game uh Mr. Mr. Dungeon Master, Mr. Sir?
3: Mr. Game Boy, <laughs> Mr. Game
2: Boy, sir. I have a request. Can Sukun Kana like have like. I don't know, half an hour to prepare some new spells.
3: Uh, you are going to get a chance to rest pretty soon, and also you, you, you we have had two days, so you are—you would have been, you just—you can switch out whatever spells you want.
2: Well, like I feel like her traveling spells versus her useful spells are different. Do you know what I mean? Like her like domestic spells, so she would have like fighting and traveling spells on, but for like helping fix out the town because she is not physically capable. <laughs> Of doing any hard labor, you know? She's, like, she's gay and doesn't do hard labor, okay? Same. Um.
3: Uh, I'll say that if you give me two different, like, lists that you have, you can have, like, an outside-of-town list and an inside-of-town list, then I will say that because you are different and special than other people in the world. Well,
2: no, I mean, like, just so, like, just for, like, this specific situation, she can help with the construction efforts without physically being able to help or she can just not help yeah (laughs) she can just cast guidance and supervise yeah
3: i feel like a lot of uh okay
1: in that case i'm gonna say no
2: okay fine she'll just cast guidance and supervise silently
1: Mm -hmm. well how long well i guess that depends on how long we're doing like if it's just one day then no but if it's like the next day because you said she can change her spells out after an eight hour rest right yeah so we are you
3: are going to be here for at least two days i believe that's the uh the, the limit that they set on right you know you go there five days. You go there. Uh, you two days. You come back five days more. So twelve days.
4: Then hell yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna turn to Bill Lucky, but I'm gonna say we might need a rest kind of soon here, but we can absolutely help as soon as we're fit and ready. You just let us know where you need us.
3: Yeah. Well, um, we'll. Uh, um, uh, he looks back into his place and he says, "Normally, uh, I I let people stay in my place, but it's not quite up to date right now. So, um." There is a woman in uh in town. She's working a lot right now. She's been going nonstop since the attack. Uh, her name's Jewel. Have you you uh? She has a pretty one of the larger areas, uh, and she might be able to let everybody stay in her place. We
4: have uh, met Jewel. Uh, her place, so she has a lot of empty rooms. Does she share that with a partner? Does she? Uh, is there anyone else that lives? Yeah. Are we
2: going to be inconveniencing anyone? I just don't want to. Yeah. Be... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to.
3: No. There's there's lots of rooms. There. Uh. She's no. Uh. She's she's there. Uh, her place is the secondary place at which people stay at because she's a very a, a strong construction worker. So she's able to build upon more and more and more room. So she won't be inconveniencing anybody. Okay. So evading
2: the question. So, okay.
4: Um, so, not... Okay, cool. Um,
2: Sukun Kana is going to mind link to Maris and be like, ask if... Um... If the presence of someone, like, super hot would maybe make her potential partner jealous.
1: That was just Amaris, right?
2: Yeah, that was just Amaris.
1: That that tracks. So
4: we... Yeah, okay, so we won't inconvenience anyone. We don't want to be, like, a threat to her and her family or anyone that she may be involved with that also lives in the house. Well, That wouldn't be a problem, would it? Well, I don't think that her sister would mind. So just her and her sister? That's her only really
1: family? That's Is right. her sister also hot? <laughs>
3: How old is your sister? Uh, she she takes care of her sister a lot. Her sister's uh, she's small and weak and
4: ew. Okay, um, (laughs) I can relate to that. Don't care.
1: You know how I feel about weakness.
4: Perfect. All right, I think that's all we needed to know.
3: What do you guys do with the information? You're able to go. Uh, you can go find whoever. Uh, you can go find Jewel. Uh, you can start helping with the reconstruction if you want.
1: Yeah, let's go to Jewel. Um, yeah, let's go to Jewel. we We put
2: do. all our stuff away first. Well, well, I guess we'll have to go to Jewel
1: yeah, and then put our stuff. That's away. my thought too.
4: Okay. How long have we been like up and about for? Like, are we gonna need to take a long rest soon?
3: You're 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 at about six hours of travel and stuff, so you're pretty close to like needing to just chill out for maybe the rest of the day or do stuff around town. You can you can take it or leave it. Basically, like. You can rest, and you can eat, and you can sort of, you know, recharge, or you can start helping. Um, but either way, uh, you only have about two hours of stuff to do before trying to get some sleep.
1: Right. Once we're a little bit away from Bill Luckyfoot, thank you for the information.
3: Yes. Uh, of course. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We will see what we can do. Yeah.
3: No. Uh. uh I. I, pre- I appreciate it.
1: Right, and so once we've walked away from the NPC,
3: quick one thing, uh, Fang says. Uh, Fang says to Bill, like, I, I do need a place to, I just need to find somewhere where I can say I'm not really with, th- I'm not from thrive, thrive. I just need a place to just rest. Do you have like a like a like a community sort of resting center? And Bill says, of, of course, of course, yeah. Um, it's just down the way in the middle. Uh, you take a, a bit of a right turn to the north. And there's just a place where we ha- we store people that are <laughs> we store not people. from yeah not from our sister community and uh you know sort of just looking for help and so Fang bids you adieu and she heads off that way like I'll I'll see you guys before we you leave right yes yeah okay absolutely yes. come to the Mills I mean come into the Jules house if you need to talk to us uh she's sort of like like cocks her head like. And then she
1: leaves. Condemned will suggest to the other two once they're a little bit, a little distant away. I know that you two are not uh, accustomed to long journeys, but it would perhaps be best to assist for what time we can before asking for a room. Go smoother, yes?
2: Uh, Sukun kinda, like, flexes her arm and, like, pats her, pats her muscles, and is like, I'm gonna cast Guidance!
3: (laughs) Like a potato. <laughs> like a like a mashed or scallop potato.
1: Everybody else.
2: You need me to carry a small piece of paper from one person to another? I'll cast Longshiner on myself. I'll be there yeah. real fast. Your okay. contribution
1: will be noted, undappreciated, <laughs> I am sure.
2: So yeah, let's go see Jewel.
3: Uh, so the three of you head off in the direction of, that you know everything is destroyed, to the center of town where you saw Jewel first, and she's there again. She's loading up the uh, cart with more bones and leather. Fucking goddamn undead. They drive me crazy. I just... Mm, I can't... Mm. Oh, the curses. Okay, all right. Uh, okay.
4: We actually... We killed a couple of those. What? What? Hey, hi. I don't know if you remember us.
3: Yeah, you're the the, the weirdos.
4: Yeah, some of us. Not me. I'm cool. We... Uh, <clears throat> We just talked to Bill. He said that you might have some room and board, a little bit of a little bit of room because
1: <sighs> Is she lifting something right now? No, she's frustrated. Just, just very... Or she's
4: just grunting. Okay. Obviously, we're going to help we're going to help first
1: Condemned thing. is going to put a hand on Mary's shoulder, which is becoming very common actually.
2: This is more physical content than Condemned's had in his entire life outside of battle.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> We we are, of course, happy to help. We just spoke with Bill Luckyfoot, as that was our objective when we came from Thrive. Uh, as my friend Maris has said, we, un- we understand that your place has some lodging. If we could simply leave our bags there, we would be more than happy to help you with whatever physical labor you need. At least for the two of us. The little one, he makes that kind of like so-so gesture physicality is not her strong suit.
0: <sighs> Ugh,
3: fuck Bill. Southeastern side of Continuance, there's a place that has a red door. <laughs> that is where you can put your stuff. We'll organize it later.
2: Uh, Sukun so kind of mind links to Connie. and It's like, ask, um, ask them if there's any, like, injured that we can, like, cast magic on to heal. Because I, I can also do that.
1: Uh the girl is a witch with some healing magic if there are any injured she may be able to assist with that
3: there there's definitely a few northwestern quadrant there's a few there's a hospital she should be able to go
1: there of course uh, we will be up back shortly
3: good uh and she starts picking up more stuff and cursing more and just Fucking Bill. Goddamn. Son of a... So can
2: kind of quietly, quietly touches her arm and cast Guidance again. She,
3: she, like, does it a little faster, like, a little more angry. <laughs> uh-huh. S- save me some of that heavy stuff.
4: Uh-huh. See you soon.
3: She shoots you, like, fucking daggers. Like...
4: <sighs>
1: Read of the room.
4: <laughs> okay, let's go put our stuff away.
3: <laughs> so, you guys head to the uh, area which she described, and you can see there's a, a building with a red door and
2: how is it painted red like with blood
3: uh it's yeah
1: <laughs> that would be brown yeah right
2: that would be brown so how is it painted uh, red
3: because magic exists checks out okay,
2: Stop fine. putting holes in the plot yeah <laughs> Just wondering because I remember distinctly talking about how there weren't many dyes in this world. Just saying.
1: Grim, if you didn't take the mending cantrip, stop poking (laughs) holes. You see the the building and to describe it in a way
3: that only I could think of, uh, it's sort of like a bunch of small domes that are all sort of connected in the way that like Uh, A hamster cage has the tubes. Love it. Mm -hmm.
2: So, like, one of those 20-person tents? Yes. Okay.
3: But it's, like, a bunch of, like, small ones. Like, you can fit, like, maybe four or five people in one. Like, two people in another. Three people in another. Two people in another. And they're all connected by a small sort of, like, hallway. Uh, And she builds all this shit. You You can tell that nobody else has this kind of stuff. Probably because she builds it all herself. And she often has many people around. So... You enter and you see that it's pretty much a basic sort of main foyer area, there's uh, some weapons and tools that are near the door, there's a small area that has a few different pairs of shoes nearby, Uh, and going farther in, you can see uh, down the hallway there's no flaps or curtains, you can just see straight through. And there are two rooms directly ahead of you, and they both look like they have sort of an offshoot. That goes off to the left. Ensuite
4: bathrooms, nice. (laughs) Just kidding.
2: (laughs) You know when you like awkwardly go into someone's house, like the first time you visit them, and then they like leave you for a couple minutes and you don't know what to do with your stuff, so you kind of like awkwardly put it in the doorway because you don't know what to do with Mm -hmm. your stuff? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what Sukunkana does. Because she doesn't know, she's like, which which one am I supposed to go to? I don't know, I don't know. I'm just going to put it here, like, out of the way so no one steps on it. She, like, awkwardly puts it
4: down. I mean, that more or less tracks, <laughs> right?
1: If there's no, if, if there's nowhere that looks like it's the central storage area, then Condemned will do the same thing.
3: Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I'll throw my shit on top. Okay, so you guys do that. Do you head back out immediately and, or do you keep, do you, do you walk so, around? So you
2: can kind of grabs, grabs, some, grabs a snack on the way out. She grabs some what's gonna, some dried meat. And she's like, I need some some protein for all this heavy lifting i'm gonna be doing
1: (laughs) yeah condemn put down his backpack and his backpack contains for the record just in case anything were to happen to it uh just gonna take the tent the sleeping roll the stuff but um his most of his tools uh he has kept on his person with the exception of the heavier bits of the bone smithing tools.
3: Uh, so, you guys put your stuff down. Do you head back out and off to where you know that jewel will be?
2: I think Kana kind of sees Connie keep, like, his most important stuff with him. She's like, oh, that's a good idea. Can she have, like, a satchel for her cartography stuff? Of course. Yeah, okay, so she takes her cartography satchel with her.
1: All right, wonderful. Uh, let us escort you to this hospital they spoke of first, and then myself and Meris can return to assist jewel.
2: Uh, kinda agrees. Let's get going. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
4: And then we'll we'll meet we'll meet back here at, in two
3: hours. Mm. Sure.
2: For nap time. Hospital away.
3: Okay. So the three of you leave this area, and you can see that there are more people now who are helping Jewel move stuff to the reconstruction site. And you pass through that area. You go to the northwestern quadrant where the hospital is. It's pretty obvious as it has a big. T like the you know the first aid symbol. it's it's universal along all generations and all universes the red
1: cross that's the word which is universal everywhere except for most of africa and the middle east where it's the red crescent yes islam
3: uh so you manage to get uh straight up to the curtain of that you open it up and you can see that there's tons of people who are just laying on pretty simple but comfortable bedrolls on the ground and they don't look super happy
2: um i think that like like okay game wise i think it'd be wise if maris Mm -hmm. like like popped like a little bit lay on hands on a bit of everybody i was just i was just and then sukin kana could like like top up who like needs needs more healing than other people like the ones that are more injured should get the spells and then the ones who just need like like you know have vague wounds should get Mm -hmm. just a little bit of lay on hands
3: uh so grim Just a reminder, you have a specific thing involved with your druid subclass that can help with healing a lot.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I'm going to walk in and I'm going to kind of like look over at Sig and Khan. I'm going to say, I'm going to do a little bit here and then you're going to have to yeah fix everyone up. So I'm going to walk in and clap my hands. I'm going to say, hello, ladies, gays and theys. We are here to help a little bit. Uh, I'm going to, who's the worst? Who's worst off? Raise your hand.
3: <laughs> so there's there's a few people in the back who do not raise their hand, and everyone else shoots like daggers at you because
2: I'm um, excuse you. We're here to heal you're... you. That's what she like thinks in her brain to like the other p- to t- Maris because they,
3: they're they're looking at you with with uh a disdain and disgust in their eyes, and then like a nearby nurse, she just says, "Um, this isn't a performance."
4: Yeah. We're. Uh, we're here to help.
1: That's just how they are all the time. They're healer.
3: Okay. There's a man in the back. He uh he lost his foot. Uh, there's a woman in the back. She uh she has a large chunk ripped out of her. Um <laughs> we don't have any magical healers here. I don't know how long they have. Uh, the- so
2: kind of puts her hands on her hips and thinks to Maris, they do now <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm
4: okay, I'm gonna look back at, at Sukin Kana, I'm gonna put my hands on my hips and I'm gonna say they have a fighting chance now that we are here, and then I'm gonna look at second con, I'm gonna go like that like that do I do like that was that good?
2: She nods, <laughs> hell yeah
3: uh so again they the the nurse looks at both of you like I, okay, the people up front are the ones who are they're they're going to be okay. We have handled their wounds, but the people farther back are the ones who need more help, so we have another person who uh they lost an eye there's another person who lost a lot of blood and they're they're slowly they're they're moving out quickly but they're all moving out quickly this is probably the slowest one but it's all urgent
4: okay so let's hit the back uh the eyeball seems like that can wait personally i'm not saying that to the nurse i don't want her to fight me
2: okay so sukkano she's like okay and she walks to the back and she she communicates to Mary. She's like, "I want all of the most injured people in a circle around me, mm-hmm. <laughs> up to thirty feet."
4: Perfect. I'm gonna start dragging. If they're too far, I'm gonna start dragging the beds, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, stop! Stop n- moving uh, the beds." Uh, we need to do this.
1: <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Just to, okay. Just 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 to clarify, I I think most rooms are usually less than thirty feet across.
3: Yeah. This th- you can easily like everybody within. The area that you are is within 30 feet of you. This is not that, like, this is not a huge room.
4: Okay. So I start dragging one of the beds, and the person's like, ow, and then. <laughs> okay, you. Condemned is like, oh, no.
1: Oh, no, no. Condemned is nowhere near this. Condemned is seeing what you guys are doing. He's still at the entrance waiting for Maris to get back. Oh,
3: no, the nurse then. <laughs> nurse The nurse, like, sees you trying to move it, and is like, you, out, now, get out. Stop trying to move around injured patients. Uh, they are going, help. they are, you are, they are struggling. Get out. So you out. can kind
2: of like, like without warning, like, like because they're getting kicked out. She's like, no. And then she casts, um, she's going to cast Healing Word really fast. Uh, so she, she very suddenly, she she says, and then her body, like on each of her joints, a sort of like a bright light appears as kind of like the stars you saw on the star mat appear on each of her joints. And she kind of starts glowing a bit and she casts healing word which is the only healing spell that she has on right now
3: <laughs> okay who do you cast it on
2: uh the i don't know the most injured looking bloke
3: okay so the the woman who's missing a leg
2: yeah so healing word <laughs> i roll a 1 so i got 5 hit points on that one but with her um starry form which is activated which is the chalice um it says here a constellation of life giving goblet appears on you When, whenever you cast a spell using a spell slot that stores hit points to a creature, you or another creature within thirty feet can regain hit points equal to one D eight plus your wisdom modifier. Okay. I don't know how long that specifically lasts, Mm. but it also (laughs) heals another person sitting next to her.
3: Yeah, within thirty feet, so you can. uh, I think that lasts for a minute. Let me see.
1: I think it lasts as long as the wild shape, doesn't it? Uh, no. Oh.
3: Ten minutes. That's it. Yeah.
2: Sick. Okay, so then in that case she heals the another person for one D eight. Plus my wisdom modifier. Which is four. So I got six heals on the other person.
3: Okay. So you can tell that the person who's missing their leg, their leg doesn't grow back but they Well obviously not. <laughs> the the wound seems to like close up and heal much faster than it normally would have and the uh the the guy who lost a big chunk out of his, uh, his rib cage, that seems to like crest over and sort of dissipate the glow of the healing magic in the starry form sort of clasps over the wound and just a small scar is left over where it was. I'm
4: going to turn to the nurse and I'm going to say, see, our, our methods are a little bit messed up, but they work. Please let me, please let yeah, me help. No, her, she's fine. You are a menace. These are our methods. We're from the big city. I'm trying to persuade. <laughs> yeah, roll a
3: persuasion check.
2: Um, I think the most persuasive th- kind of just like mind link. She's like, just, just do it. Just heal someone. Just touch someone's body and then like, boom. Just to, just to like prove it. Fuck
4: off, six. It's
2: easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. That's true.
3: I roll a, sw- I roll a six. She is not convinced. She's like, no. Like, I, I cannot imagine. I don't know what's going on with her. But you clearly are a menace to these these poor patients, and you need to get out. No, I'm gonna run over to one of the ones that she didn't heal,
4: and then I'm gonna use I'm gonna like quickly like huh, like breathe up so you can see the heat coming up my throat, throwing it on my hands, and then like throwing it on to uh, was the person that was like bleeding out slowly? Were they the ones with the cracked ribs? Uh, no,
3: that was a different person. There's a person who also has that
4: Perfect. Awesome. Well, I'm gonna go to the other one that the, the, the one that she didn't heal yet. And I'm going to throw my lay on hands and...
3: Give me a medicine check real quick. Medicine
2: but it's check. magic. You don't need checks for magic. Hold
3: on. D- just do it.
2: <laughs> uh, 14.
3: Uh, this person, during all the commotion, has passed.
2: What? <laughs> well, they didn't even get to do their death saves?
3: They're
1: NPCs. <laughs> death saves are for adventurers.
3: Yeah. Uh, so you you take your uh, your your magic in your hands, you place them on their body... Uh, how many points did you want to put in?
4: I was going to put in, like, two.
3: Okay. So you can feel the magic dissipate, but you don't you don't feel it go anywhere, and you can feel it sort of seep back into your body, and you feel like it's not working. It's not working. Why isn't it working? Oh, it's because it's too late.
2: So now it looks like we killed this person.
1: On a quick reminder as well, because I'm sure Maris would be constantly aware of this, is that her healing hands are the magical kind of fire that doesn't cause any scarring, but it does still hurt, also, which is something to consider.
4: Does it hurt? I don't think it hurts, does it?
3: Uh, it's like a it's like a magical cauterizing, so it's not comfortable, but it's it's not like super painful.
4: Yeah, it doesn't cause damage. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, so the nurse sees you run over and try to help this person out, but in doing so, they they run to you like they're trying to like wrestle you off of them, but they 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 see what you tried to do. And they could see that part of the body that you touched, part of it started to misshape in sort of a more healthy way, but they can see that it did not work. And they look down and they look at you and they say, Thank you for trying. I need you to leave.
2: We we can heal more people. You
3: can stay. She has to leave.
2: She didn't say that out loud, just the yeah. way. Oh, oh right. Mm. I'm
4: going to stare the nurse down. Yeah,
2: Suken kind of puts her foot down, and she goes over to Maris, and she holds her hand, and she's like, I'm leaving, and she's leaving. But she also casually casts Healing Word on another dying patient. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then then also the starry form on another person, because, like, she still doesn't want people to die.
3: (laughs) Okay. Uh, So there's a guy who's missing an eye, and there's just another person who is just laying down she, she
2: got seven on healing word ooh.
3: okay so the guy who's missing an eye he does not regrow his eye but the wound closes over and it's just it looks like it'll be okay for him
2: and she also got oh she rolled really good seven plus four is 11 for healing somebody else and also um one second Khan is going to do something extreme that i've also done with a different character <laughs> is that okay <laughs>
3: Uh, you do what you gotta do.
2: Uh, Sunkin kind of, like, reaches into her, like, I don't know. I feel like everybody has a knife on their belt. Do you know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Probably. So she
2: gets a knife out of her pocket, and she takes it to her arm. She slices her arm open. <laughs> and then she thrusts it towards Maris.
3: Oh, yeah. I... Okay. Quickly. Uh, oh. Roll a damage. Just, just, just roll damage. For a dagger.
2: Like, what kind of damage? Dagger damage. Well, I don't have a, I guess I do have a dagger. Everybody
3: has a dagger. If you're walking around these worlds without a dagger, like...
1: Yeah, 1d4. I'm
2: sure that she... I'm going to add that to my inventory, but I rolled a two. So,
3: so, because your strength modifier... No, you have a... It's your dexterity.
1: Interestingly, uh Finesse means that Sukunkana can choose whether to use her dexterity or her strength. So, she can choose to take two minus two for minimum one <laughs> by the rules as written I yeah. should say
2: yeah okay I should yeah I use my strength instead of my dexterity so I take one point of damage <laughs>
1: okay so you slice
3: open your arm yeah uh, and this woman is like what are you people
1: doing
2: and she. she and this she, I'd like to remind you Susan kind of doesn't talk she just stares
1: yeah on a related note uh, has condemned been hearing this minor commotion in the back of course this is not a big room. Okay, well then. Does
2: he, like, walk in and Sukun kind of slicing her arm open?
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I should say so is there. This is all one room, right? Yeah. Sukun Khan is doing this condemned, just kind of making his way over and is to hopefully try and ameliorate the situation a bit.
4: Um, I'm gonna stare at the nurse with my, like, lip curling. Like, I'm fucking, I'm mad. And I'm gonna, like, angrily heal up my hands and I'm gonna heal, um,. Sukunkana for her point.
2: <laughs> my one point of damage, which is all the damage I've ever taken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kanda, are you still adding stuff to the self-inflicted damage?
1: No, I was only doing that when it looked like there was gonna uh... be more than others had inflicted on us, but... That's true. Okay. Anyway.
4: So when I when I take my hands away and Sukunkana is all healed up, I'm gonna, like, keep looking at the nurse, and I'm gonna say, if you let us do what we need to do, you're not gonna have many more deaths, but... I'll leave I'll let Sikan take care of this because she's she's equipped for this, but just know that
2: I got one spell slot left well
4: <laughs> you you can let Sikankana stay. she can heal whoever she wants or needs to heal, but don't question me. don't undermine me
1: condemned he so he's he's kind of gotta like stoop a bit to walk through I imagine this place um like duck his head a little bit just a bit. Um, and so it does make it a little bit awkward as he's trying to do this like very calming presence as he's like this big jacked motherfucker, (laughs) but his voice is very calm and level and somewhat low and this rumbling Goliath voice. And he says, my apologies, uh, my friend, we are not the most refined individuals sometimes and I can understand your concerns. For your patience, it is admirable. However, despite some of the roughness of edges, as you say, uh, they are both quite competent healers. And if you give this one chance, he pats Maris on the back, (coughs) she has healed very significant wounds of my own. I know it is hard to believe, but she could be asset to you and your patience. And I'm hoping that will give... Advantage to Maris's persuasion.
3: (laughs) No, I need a persuasion check from you. God damn it. Because you're the one making the argument.
1: I was hoping that would aid Maris's persuasion that she just gave. Well,
3: Maris's persuasion is part of the DC. Yours is the actual check.
1: Oh, cool. You added to the DC. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. Ooh, okay. Can
2: I cast Guiding Bolt? (laughs) (laughs) Can I I kill kill this nurse? (laughs) Can I kill No, can I cast guidance subtly?
3: <laughs> uh, real quick, roll a stealth check.
2: Okay, I'm so stealthy. <laughs> I got a one, so I got five. No, wait, I got three.
3: It's super obvious that you're doing something, but she doesn't know what the hell it is.
2: Yeah, well, I still cast guidance. Mm-hmm. Does that help?
3: Uh, I think it does. I mean, we'll find out.
1: Okay. It's
2: an ability roll, right?
1: Yeah. Uh. Should I use inspiration on this, guys?
4: No, I want these people to die now. I'm mad.
1: <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, I got a total of six.
3: I understand where you're coming from, but we are not people who go out on the road. We are we are fragile. We live here in this small city where we are struggling every day. Sounds like you don't healing. know you. You are outsiders. You're probably from that large community out there that you're doing so well all the time, and we are out here struggling to find resources to trade with you. All that we want is to make sure that we can do our best for these people, and to have someone come in, moving around sick people, I just, I can't get behind the the recklessness that goes along with that.
1: Of course, we understand. A healer, uh... In my clan, a healer always has the final say over what goes on under their watch. We will respect your decision. Um, and he is going to turn to Sukun Kana. And he doesn't know that Sukun Kana has made the decision to leave when Maris does. So he is just going to say, uh, "You have. Uh, would you... Uh, Would you mind uh, staying here? You can do some good. Yes.
2: Uh, Sigan kind of like deeply conflicted and it's very obvious on her face because she does not know how to hide her emotions. That's fair. (laughs) So she, she angrily, she, she like glares at the nurse. She casts healing word one more time Mm -hmm. in her last spell slot on whomever needs healing. (laughs) Uh,
3: There's just some people left. And these are all people who are like the nurse said will be okay. You have treated all the mortal wounds except for the person who died.
2: Yeah, she casts Healing Word one more time and then extends her starry form heal to someone else. So she got a five on the one and she gets um, a roll of one, but it's plus four, for well, five. So I heal two more people.
3: There is significantly less groaning in the room as the people who were significantly injured, but not to the point of near death.
2: Sukun kind of uh, says out loud... Um, And, like, she never, like, speaks out loud. She, like, if ever she's saying something out loud, it's because she's yelling <laughs> because she needs to communicate something immediately or, like, she's screaming because she's in danger and she doesn't really speak out loud. But she says, like, in, like, like a hoarse sort of voice that, like, it's obviously a voice that doesn't, like, hasn't been used. So she doesn't have, like, a lot of the muscles associated with talking.
3: I'm so excited to hear what this sounds like.
2: <laughs> I don't know what it's going to sound up, like. But she goes, you... You know what? Like, it's like you don't want these people to get better. (sighs) I understand that whatever you're going through is hard, but doesn't that mean you should want more help? Doesn't that mean you should let people who are willing to heal your people for free help? Anyway, you're welcome. I'm- I'm leaving. And for your sake- I hope no one else dies.
3: Uh, she turns and faces the back of the room, and she says nothing, but she waits for you to leave.
2: So you can kind of stick your tongue out at the back of her head and then leaves. <laughs> yeah, I blow smoke out of my nostrils.
4: Follow right behind.
3: From the back corner of the room, you can hear a small, uh...
2: Thank you. We yell, Mike, not peace. <laughs> Boom,
0: and
3: that's the end of the episode. <laughs>
1: so good alright
2: thank you
1: fuck yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Peace,
3: bitches yeah.
2: screw this place
3: <laughs> thank you everyone for listening to episode 4 of Tales of Bone and Ice starring Grimhilda as Sukumkana Marilyn as Maris Tereset Kandor as Condemned and myself Brian Sherwood as the DM music and editing done by Chell Love with additional editing done by Brian Sherwood We've been working really hard at delivering the best possible experience for you, and we really appreciate you coming back and listening. If you're interested in having a character named after you in the show, head on over to our Twitter at BonePod and use the hashtag BonePod to have your name slapped onto a character that may or may not die horribly. Thanks again, and remember, diversify your diet and cut down on excessive salt to prevent the development of kidney stones.
4: There's, back in the East Coast, um, there's like a petition going on right now where the soda pop companies, I don't know what it's doing, but they're talking about getting rid of, like, the very popular orange, orange-flavored orange pop that's back there. It's called Siemens <laughs> Pop. And there's, like, a fucking outrage in the East Coast right now where they're like, how dare you? How like, dare you can't...
2: take my semen away? Yeah, don't you take my semen? Don't you touch my semen! <laughs> like, yeah, I was,
4: like, I was reading it, and I was like, what the fuck? Because, like, I remember, like, because I'm from PEI and you had to, like, drive across the bridge to, like, go mm. to Moncton to be able to buy any. Mm. And now everyone's just like, my Siemens.
2: Don't touch it's- my Siemens.
4: Yeah. So there's, like, a petition you right You sign now.
2: that semen petition or I'll kill yeah. you.
4: <laughs> if- for our listeners for all of our listeners, please try to Google Siemens orange pop and then please sign the petition so that my family can continue to drink it. It's all they live on. All the they water, live on. The water is, is th-
2: They drink semen only.
4: Just orange semen all day. That's why I had to move at West. So I was like, guys, I, can't, I
2: can't. I'm too gay to drink the orange semen, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're like, my daughter won't drink the orange semen. <laughs> <laughs> Out of here. <laughs>
4: And that's why I had to leave.
1: And that is that is how Marilyn found out that she was gay.
4: Yeah. That's what my parents found out. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, would you, would you like a glass of orange semen's with this? And I was like, no, thanks. I'll have water. And they're just like, what? <laughs> Get out.